Welcome to Pet Pod from Oak Tree. Today we are going to be talking all about scent work. Wherever you go at the moment, scent work is everywhere. It's all over the internet with things you can do with your dog with great fun um, and enjoy what they're doing. Mm. And I'm joined by Kaz Yon, who is our Head of Animal Welfare, who is also a scent work specialist. Kaz, tell us about your experience with scent work. So my experience with scent work goes back quite a few years. Um, I've worked in the past as a customs drugstore handler and also with my dogs as a special constable in, uh, with the police force. Uh, again, uh, primarily looking for drugs. And um, especially since coming to Oak Tree, I have to say that the benefits that I've seen that scent work can have uh, with dogs of all different shapes, sizes and varieties, it really doesn't matter, scent work is just a tremendous tool for helping dogs with issues and for creating a great bond with your dog. Absolutely. How did you get into scent work yourself? Um, sort of a little bit through the back door. Um, <laughs> it's always been something I've been interested in and um, always looking for new things to do with my dogs, uh, new ways just to create, as I say, that bond with them, but to have fun with them as well. And uh, Where I was living at the time, uh, we identified that there was actually a lack of drugs detection on our border security so i just went to the government with a proposal and um yeah and the rest was history <laughs> we identified out of the, all the dogs that i had one that had really good potential and after a training period and multiple assessments um because i was having to work across various sectors as i said customs police and also on a military base um yeah we were we were assessed, qualified, and away we went. And uh, yeah, your, your dog is absolutely amazing. I love watching Kaz and her dog work. So what do you enjoy yourself about scent work? I'm going to ask you two questions. What do you enjoy and what does your dog enjoy? So if we start with you, what do you enjoy about it? Um, for me, it's watching the dog when they're doing it. It's, it's just uh, tremendous to see the enjoyment they get out of it, the fulfilment the dogs get from it. It's a great way to learn about your dog's body language. It's just lovely to watch the excitement the dog has for it. And you're always going to get the chance to reward them. So it, it's a win-win for, for me and the dog. Absolutely. And how do you know your dog enjoys it? It's just watching the body language. Um, <laughs> watching what happens the minute they ever see the harness coming out. So they know <laughs> they're going to be doing something. Um, I, I mean, one of my dogs, Ben, he, he sounds like a gibbon. <laughs> he gets so excited. Uh, yeah, you, you can't miss it. You don't have to be a dog expert just to see the sheer joy that they have when they know that they're going to be doing some kind of scent work. So it doesn't necessarily have to be searching for an article or a drug. It could be mantrailing, for example, or just going on a sniffari when we're on a walk. It could be anything scent. Yeah, and I've had the privilege of working with Kaz alongside Kaz and having some fun with Kaz doing some scent work all over the area, really. And I just know by taking my own dogs to do some scent work, how excited they get. My little spanner just starts turning around circles and getting far too excited and they just absolutely adore it. But what do you think the dogs actually enjoy most about it? Um, oh, I think it, it plays to their strengths. They, they use um, almost half of their brain power to process scent. So it, it's giving them an outlet to use that side of their brain. It plays to their primitive instincts, um, you know, the idea of foraging, of scenting out your prey, of finding your food. Um, and because of the amount of brain power it takes in, in order to use, use their power of scent, 
um, when they've finished, it means that when they're resting, they have a better quality of rest. They've had that, um, we're very keen on physical exercise for dogs. We're very, very keen on they must get their walks, they must get their exercise, we need to tire them out. It's no good doing that if their brain is still racing at 100 miles an hour. So scent work allows that down, downtime for the brain as well, I believe. Absolutely. And if you could hear some odd ripping in the background, the <laughs> aforementioned spaniel is destroying a sort of toy dinosaur at the moment. I think she's being responsible for a mass extinction over there. She's protecting us from a very, very dangerous dinosaur in the corner. So apologies for any background noise on this one, but she's thoroughly having a great time. So obviously we're talking about dogs using this as well, but it is immense, isn't it? It's such a primary sense for them. I mean, what can, why is it so different? How different is it to ours? Uh, that's a really good question and I think a lot of the time it's it's hard to quantify and it's hard to imagine um, you hear a lot of things bandied about like a spoonful of sugar in an Olympic sized swimming pool um, if you can see for three miles your dog can see for 3,000 I, I think it's a, it's a combination of the fact that yes their, their power of scent is better than ours and the fact that they devote so much brain power to it um, although bizarrely if, if you've got cats as pets their sense of smell is better um, it's just that obviously we're tapping into a dog's willingness to work with us. So, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Most people say that when they listen yeah. to it. The question is yeah. that dog sense of smell, because it is so different to us, it's so vast, it's, and it's one of their primary senses. It's um, how they see the world. Yeah, exactly. uh, I think that, that's the fairest way to say it. it it's, we're very visual yeah. in, in how we look at things and, and how we um, make sense of our surroundings. But for a dog, um, we talk a lot about scent pictures, yeah. and I think that's probably the best way for people to understand it. That's how dogs see the world. They see it in sense of smell. Uh, so when, they're, when you're out on a walk and you're getting fed up because the dog wants to sniff every lamppost, mm. it's just your dog working out who's been this way. Um, it's like his daily newspaper, you know, or his news bulletin. And they will know, even if it's a rabbit passed there three hours ago, yeah. that scent will still be there. Yeah. Scent doesn't just disappear, does it? Yeah. It just sits there for a long time. And, and it is yeah. literally like that, that bulletin for them. It, it's, it's not just who's been there. It's was it a sick rabbit? Was it a healthy rabbit? Um, you know, they really build up a full picture yeah. of everything that's going on in that area when, when they're scenting. Yeah, and I think that's one of the amazing parts of scent work because it really does provide that enrichment as we said earlier yeah. for those brain for, for that brain and help that dog almost regulate its own emotions yes. um because obviously if you're really aroused often you find if dogs get really aroused really excited about everything actually just having that time to sniff around allows them to just chill out and actually emotionally regulate so they are less reactive later on yeah and and well we've seen it obviously here at the charity but um i think it's starting to become more widely known and it's certainly starting to become a lot more advertised of the benefits of using various kinds of scent work for over-aroused dogs and uh, problem dogs, as they're, as they're <laughs> known, reactive dogs, um, because it is helping them naturally find a way to calm down rather than as forcing them through, you know, get on your bed or, or here's a toy. Um, it's, it's just such a, a bigger piece them to be able to do that and certainly over after the last year i probably say i've seen a big rise of it on the internet with people just say get out there and sniff and i yeah. think that's a great way to get enrichment but how would somebody who's listened to this podcast how do you get involved in it how would you get involved in any form of scent work um there's tons of stuff you can do just at home with your dog um, you, you don't need to uh be a, a professional dog handler <laughs> you don't need any super kit um, Sorry, there's a there's a story here. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a bit of an over, over excitement story this week. I, I got very excited by a bit of a bit of 
yeah. uh, or internet shopping for scent work and so yeah, yeah and I've got pit envy but, um, <laughs> but um, I, I mean to be honest stage one is allow your dog that time yeah. to sniff when you're out on a walk um, so many people are so focused on the dog is out for exercise it must exercise we must walk as fast as we can wherever we're going um, but actually you could go a much shorter distance but really allow your dog to explore the environment mm. that you're in that's one of the kindest things you could probably do for them it really is because actually often the dog wants it it's so much more beneficial mm. than just running down the road after yeah. their owner going help when yeah. actually <laughs> i really want to go and see what bonzo next door yeah. told me this morning and what happened it's very interesting for them it's yeah. just wider i was trying to think of a, a good analogy for it um it's a little but, bit like the but, Facebook, isn't it? It's a little bit like having a social media channel. It is. It, it's it's kind of because I was thinking about border collies, for example, who probably one of the prime dogs that have uh, benefited from uh, people doing scent work. The, these dogs are bred to. Yes, they're, they're very physical. They're very fit. They can run for miles and miles and miles every day. Um, but when the, the dogs are doing that, they're also working. They've also got that mental challenge as well as the physical one. So having a border collie in a field and saying chase the ball, chase the ball, chase the ball isn't really doing anything for the mental side and the nearest I could think about it really was if you stick your child in the back garden with a football and a wall and say there you go go play football and they just literally stand there kicking the ball against the wall to themselves mm. um, they're not really getting anything from that but if they go on a football pitch with a team playing against another team and they've got to think about strategy and who they're going to pass to they will come away from that so much more uh, fulfilled, relaxed, and tired mentally as well as physically, and it's, it's you know that's the best yeah. way I can think of putting well, it. Well, actually, also, also repetitive ball work with a colleague yeah. can actually be really highly arousing because of yeah. the, chem- the endorphin release and the chemical release in its brain. Yeah, so and it actually, makes yeah. matters a lot worse. <laughs> it can be a big problem. Yeah. So definitely, and I think that probably leads us on to the next question: is that I often hear when people say, "I want." Well, when I suggest let's get involved with scent work, they're going, but I haven't got the right dog. I haven't got a bloodhound. I haven't got a scenting <laughs> dog. Um, and the actual answer is. It doesn't matter, no it, does right it? As long as it's got a nose, yeah. it can sniff. Any dog can do a level of scent work. Any dog at all. Not every dog is ever going to be a professional working dog. Um, but you could say that even amongst the breed, you could have a German Shepherd that doesn't mm. make it as a working dog. Some dogs are just more disposed to that type of work um, just because of the nature of the job more than the fact of can it use its nose. Um, so any dog at all can do scent work um, to some extent. Uh, most dogs like food um, so <laughs> yes. the, the easiest scent work game to play is to hide food around your house or around the garden and let them go and find it it's a very simple game but again it plays to that dog's primitive foraging looking out the food scenting it out hunting the prey um, uh, and yeah it's, it's the easiest game to play and if your dog's quite distracted in the environment as well it's a great leveler again yeah. is to just hide food scatter food yeah. into a verge and let them sniff yeah, hide it around on walks. We, yeah. we quite often take a, we always take a bit extra and just throw it on the ground wherever we are. If you're in woods, it's great because you can hide it around tree trunks and under the leaves. And again, they can have a good snuffle and a good sniff around. Um, it, it's a really good way of enriching your walks. And the short answer is give it a go. I mean, we, again, we were playing around the other day with scent work and one of my dogs, who is a sight hound, theoretically she's a lurcher, is like, well, let's try her. And... She got it. She was spot on. She's actually possibly better than the Spaniel in some ways. <laughs> and she's absolutely... So every dog has a potential. If it's got a nose and it loves food, maybe it doesn't love food, you can do it with toys, but if it's got a nose, and it's, it, it, it can do it. Yeah, it's just about making it fun for the dog, making it a good game for the dog, 
making sure that when they find whatever you've hidden, it could be if you've hidden food, they get an immediate reward. If they're looking for a toy, then they get a game with the toy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like any training. If you make it fun and you have a good reward for the dog, it's going to want to do it more. Absolutely, and it's really helped with some of our dogs yeah. that have really struggled with certain people, isn't it? Yeah. So certain work. So, what, what, can you give us an example? Um, yeah, uh, we've we had a, a dog in that was very very reactive to strangers. Um, really wanted to eat every stranger <laughs> that, that, that it ever met. So we had to find a way to break down that barrier so that we could introduce the dog to new people in in a way that was safe for everybody. Mm. Um, because obviously, it's never going to get rehomed if it can't meet potential new owners. And so we tried man-trailing with that dog, mm -hmm. which was um, a great way. The dog got to use its nose, hunting people down. And instead of eating them when it found them, it got a huge food reward that was given um, at arm's length at first. Um, so what the dog learned was a very easy way to interact with people that was non-threatening to the dog, but was more than non-threatening, it was very rewarding for the dog. And mm -hmm. um, it only took a few of those sessions, and that particular dog was happily meeting new people um, in a much calmer way and definitely in a much safer way. I think we probably need to explain man training isn't just training men. It could be anybody. You can trail <laughs> yeah. anybody you like. Person training. It's person training. Um, correct. But no, it, it's about using a scent. It's like the best game of hide and seek, isn't it? it? Is. Where you're actually yeah. using a scent to follow a specific person to go and find them. Yeah. And it can be done over any sort of distance um, and all sorts of interesting terms. And there are lots of scent work and man training instructors all around the country. Mm -hmm. It's really taken off now. I think yeah. it's, it's becoming uh, such a popular thing as people have realised it's not just for, yeah. you know, this elite small group that might be doing either explosive detection, <laughs> drug detection or, or police dogs yeah. or military dogs. Um, people are realising now that, that Bonzo from down the road, who's a shih tzu, can come and do it. You know, it's, it, it's um, becoming really popular, which is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. pleased to see that more dogs are doing it because it's so enriching for them. And I've often heard again, that it's like, do all scent workers have to go towards being operational? No. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a word? No. Um, no, no it, it's, it is just the same as doing uh, obedience or agility or hoopers or flyball. It's just another activity yeah. to do with your dog, to have fun with your dog, to really strengthen that bond with your dog. Um, and get out and about. And there's no compulsion to be dressed like you're a Mission Impossible, sort of the black fatigues and everything else, although it that adds helps. to the fun. <laughs> it adds to the fun. <laughs> but there is no compulsion <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, everybody should wear ninja black when they're out, but no, it, it, you don't need any special kit. You don't need any uh, any special clothes. You just need to want to have fun with your dog. So we've talked about a range of activities you could do. Uh, so we talk about scatter feeding out on a walk and things like that. But at the moment, we're in lockdown. And it's a big challenging time for dogs and owners who can't necessarily get out and do all the sort of fun sports you want to get involved with. But what can you do at home, in your garden or in your flat, to try and give your dog a set work experience? Um, really easy. As I said before, the easiest game for them to play is just to hide treats or favourite toy uh, somewhere in the house. You can start off really simple, letting the dog see where you're putting it and then invite them to go and find it. Uh, and build up to having them in a different room or having them downstairs and you go and hide things upstairs or vice versa or out in the garden um, just hiding things around and about let your dog go and sniff and find it and obviously if it's for food they're going to get a reward as soon as they find it if it's a favorite toy make sure you have a really big game once they find yeah, it yeah it's a big party isn't it once yeah, you get there it absolutely. is a party um, so that's probably the easiest way to get started if you want them to be searching for a particular scent that's the 
a whole it's a different, different game. Way it? It's a different it. game. Um, probably would be a podcast on its own, getting started <laughs> in some work. But um, the simplest way is uh, to hide that scent in a container that the dogs can't easily pick up or access. And as soon as it shows some interest in it, tell them they're a good dog and give them a treat. Yeah. Um, and then build it up from there. But as I, say, I think that's a separate. I think that's a separate. Yeah, a separate keep your one. eyes open yeah. for, for that one because I think that's but the general kind of hide and seek games. As long as they're high energy and fun, and the dog gets rewarded for finding what it's looking for, uh, that's the, the basis of any good scent work. And obviously, our dog safety, our own safety, is really, really important when doing any dog sports. So, are there any things that we need to be considering, even in our own homes, about the safety of um, doing scent work? Um, same with any sport that you do with your dog you need to make sure that the area for the dog is safe that you're not asking it to jump on unstable structures that there's nothing sharp that it could hurt itself on nothing it can fall over same for you if you're running around with it (laughs) who knows Um, and also if you are putting um, particularly scent items out for it that if you've got a dog that likes to grab things it's nothing it's going to swallow or you're not doing it near um what I would say toxic things you, you really don't want to be putting your the food next to bleach or petrol cans or paint cans things like that so it's just been a little yeah. bit careful or anything too hot as well yeah it? it's, it's yeah, just push on the cooker yeah, <laughs> yeah please don't place, do that please uh, don't do that yeah <laughs> yeah I mean think think of the dog as a as a toddler as a two-year-old toddler and take the same precautions as you would for one of those absolutely and most importantly if people want to get involved with scent work because we've said how fabulous it is and we all agree with it, Oak Tree. We see so many dogs having a great time doing scent work. How can people find out more? Phone me. No. Um, <laughs> Contact Oak Tree on info at oaktreeanimals.org.uk um, or... Yeah, depending what scent work you want to do, there's a lot of really great organisations about now. Um, there's Scent Work UK, um, there's Man Trailing UK, uh, just Google it. There's so many different ones that you could yeah. find out about in your local area. Um Absolutely, and there are loads of things you can do during lockdown with your dog. It doesn't just have to be set work, it'd be general training as well. And our fabulous training and behaviour advisor, um, Gemma, has put together a behaviour bingo. Yeah, which is going to be a challenge. (laughs) And we're getting involved as well with that, we're far too excited about this. Um, Which is really a challenge where she's going to set a behaviour, do a tutorial on how to teach a behaviour, and then you've got to do it in different areas and do it with different things throughout the week to get a behaviour bingo picture. Um, I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, I think it'd be good. And, and I think the great thing about it is the fact that you can take one behaviour, for example, um, putting the paws on something, um, and you start off easily in a low distraction environment in your house, for example, but then taking it out and proofing it in all sorts of different environments. And that will feed through any activity you do with your dog um, that you want to be able to generalise it and take it out and about everywhere you go. So that's launching, I believe, on the 15th of February. So do keep an eye on our Facebook page for that. And if you want to get involved, we thoroughly recommend it. It's training at oaktreeanimals.org.uk. If you email Gemma, she will be able to advise you what to do. And we're going to be taking part. Yep. Um, challenge is on. The challenge is on. And yeah, I think we're certainly going to be competing. And so let's see how we get on. So thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions, do drop us an email um, at info at oaktreeanimals.org.uk and have a great week and see you next time.